money can facilitate a lot of things for sure. I am not discounting the fact that money can bring you a lot of things. But happiness and joy and the actual enjoyment of life comes from within you. Hey, you beautiful angel. Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Megan Turley, and I'm here to give you all the details about being an entrepreneur, running your own business, discovering your passion and turning it into a profitable business, leaving the nine to five corporate life and creating a life that you truly love and enjoy. I successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business, and now I'm here to help you do the same. I hope by tuning in, it inspires you to take the steps to create the life you really want to live. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm so freaking excited that you're here. Enjoy the show. Hello, family. Welcome to the Female CEO Show. So this kind of just popped into my head literally like five minutes ago. I was like, "Mm, what do I want to talk about? And I was like, okay, we need to go here. This is going to be another kind of deep episode. But if you guys have listened to me, you know that I don't shy away from this stuff because I truly believe that sharing some of the deepest parts of myself is going to help someone else realize that they also need to go through the healing process. And the whole point of this podcast is to give you guys education and information and insight that you probably aren't hearing anywhere else from my own unique take and vision, right? So (laughs) I titled this what I've learned after a lifetime of fighting myself. And what you need to know about me is that I am a wildly headstrong person. (laughs) I am extremely stubborn. And if I'm going to learn a lesson, I have to learn it the hard way. My husband often gets on me for this. He's like, that was what I told you to do like months ago. I'm like, oh, I know, but I had to learn it my way. (laughs) So if you were like me, you will really benefit from this episode. Even if you're not like me, I still want you to listen. And hopefully some of this will hit home for you. So I was raised in a wildly conservative Christian household and I still hold a lot of those values today, but I've grown to realize that many, many of the things that I grew up hearing were just, I don't want to call it total bullshit, but just not beneficial for me. And I think a lot of us still live this way today. And having self-awareness is something that I realized I need to work on, but is also like really not common for most people. Like, unfortunately, a lot of us just kind of take everything at face value, like how our parents raised us, whatever situations we grew up in, whatever our current situations are, you know, we kind of just take that as is. And I don't want you to take that as is. I really want you to get deep into the nitty gritty of who you are and what you believe about life and about business and about success and money and relationships and faith and health, literally every aspect of life. I want you to dig on that stuff because this is where some painful shit is going to come up. And depending on who you are and your life experiences, it could be really, really painful. And I am convinced that this is the reason 
that most people are not truly living the life that they want to live because they don't want to face the really painful, scary shit that they've been through in life. And I honestly kind of thought that I had had like a quote unquote decent childhood because I didn't have any like really super major big T trauma, right? My parents did the best that they could raising my brother and I. We had everything that we needed. Certainly did not have everything that we wanted. But up until, gosh, I was probably 32, I I thought those things. And it was only when I hired my mentor that she encouraged me to start really examining things. Like, what did happiness actually mean to me? And when she said that, I will never forget, I didn't respond. I said, you know, I have no idea because I truly don't. I was not raised in an environment where we talked about happiness or being happy was a concern. For my family and I, it was always work, work, work. Okay, we accomplished one thing, on to the next thing. We don't talk about joyfulness or happiness or enjoying life, period. That just was not even a part of my life. And to come to the realization that I didn't even think about happiness, that was pretty, I'm not going to say earth shattering, but it was kind of a kick in the pants. I thought, holy shit, I don't even know what makes me happy. Because my entire business career has been all about pushing for achievement and monetary goals. And that was always my version of success. And that had to shift pretty abruptly when I realized I had no idea what my own life version of happiness really looked like. So that's one area to start. What does happiness actually look like to you? The other is what does success actually look like to you? And like I said, for me, success was all about, you know, achieving a goal onto the next goal, onto the next, onto the next. Okay, we hit this income goal. Okay, what can we do better next time? How can we raise the bar next time? That has shifted a lot. And I've had to learn to be happy in the current, in the here and the now, regardless of what my bank accounts say, regardless of what I am and am not able to do in my life at this moment. I've had to learn to be happy with the current state. And that's not easy either. But for me, success has shifted to just knowing that I have achieved a lot of things that other people will probably never achieve. I've created things that no one else will be able to really duplicate. I mean, yeah, sure, they can try, but it's always going to be mine. Having ideas that very few other people have, having the courage to actually act on those ideas, you know, regardless of if they fucking fail or not, you know, I'm still trying. Bringing in, you know, I'm the breadwinner in my marriage right now. And well, that's a whole other can of worms on its own. You know, it is something that I'm proud of that I'm able to do for my husband and I. And, you know, I'm making more money than my dad was at my age. And my dad is like the OG hustler. If you haven't listened to the podcast interview I did with him, you should go back and listen to it because he's just a wealth of knowledge and sales and building a business. But seeing the look on his face, some of you guys have heard the episode where I talk about that, but seeing the look on his face, you know, the first time he visited my spa and talking to him about some of my business plans, just watching him react and say, wow, that's like really smart. That's a great idea. You know, those are good business moves. You know, that stuff is like my version of success. I guess one upping myself is my version of success is 
continually doing better than I was, you know, the year before or the month before, you know, that kind of cheesy shit. But that to me is just knowing that I gave my all and that I didn't fucking puss out on anything. (laughs) And also tackling the really hard shit in my life. Some of you know, I was bullied quite a lot in my younger years and into high school until I developed an eating disorder. And, you know, you lose 60 pounds through not eating. You immediately become popular. That was a whole thing. And then growing up thinking that, you know, you want to get married. And I know a lot of women out there are, you know, really wanting to find their partner and, you know, I feel like women are, are kind of sold a lie a little bit. You just need to be in love with the person. Well, you really don't. Like, th- There's no handbook for women. And my parents never talked about that kind of stuff, like how to actually have a healthy relationship with the opposite sex to where you can actually maybe even consider marriage. That was all really hard shit that I had to go through. I had to face up to my abandonment issues that came primarily from my ex-husband, but also through some pretty painful friendships that ended in my life that actually also came my business. Like every time a client would leave, I would spin out a little bit and I would think that it was like because of something I did and that was not healthy. (laughs) And that's honestly still something that I'm dealing with, like a deep rejection wound and my own feelings of safety and security. I actually just had this talk with my husband a couple of weeks ago and he said, I really don't feel like even if we had, you know, a six figure bank account, you know, a seven figure multiple investment accounts that you would feel secure. And I actually said, I was like, no money gives me security. And even saying that I was like, partially, yes, it does. But This came from my parents moving around many, many times growing up. I never had the chance to put down roots anywhere. I mean, they were literal gypsies. I think we moved six or seven times before I was even in high school and being pulled in and out of school, bouncing between private Christian schools and homeschool. And then my ass was dropped in public school my freshman year of high school. And I had never been in public school before. And I honestly think I still deal with some PTSD from that because if life gets really stressful, I'll have really fucked up dreams about not being able to find my locker, get my locker open. I can't find my classes. I miss the bus, you know, stuff like that. And to be very honest, I need to have a conversation with my parents at some point to kind of work to do my own healing on these things because I do hold a lot of resentment towards my parents and how I was raised Once I started to wake up and realize that, you know, they're wonderful people, but they fucked up a lot raising me. And I think that's true of a lot of our parents. We get to a point in life where we, you know, the rose colored glasses are off and we start to realize like, hey, our parents were not perfect. They did what they thought was best, but they failed us in a lot of areas too. And I think it takes a lot of courage for you to actually be able to admit that and to work on those areas in your own life. And This is not an end goal. Just like in corrective skincare, like there is no day that you wake up and you're like, oh, I have perfect skin or, oh, I'm healed from all of my trauma and everything is now great in life. That's just not reality because you're never fully healed. If you've been in therapy, you know this. Like there's no like 
end date for therapy or for working on your inner belief system because you know life fluctuates in periods of stress especially high stress or painful times whatever it is you're going to get triggered and usually i don't really love that word triggered but your beliefs and your past experiences are going to come up harder in those difficult times because it's going to hit something in you that has not been looked at yet that has not been closely looked over and you have not taken the time to really delve into that. And my rejection wound is still pretty deep. If I'm being honest, as I'm recording this, I'm in the middle of the launch for the collective and growing my audience has been extremely difficult in the time where Instagram is not business friendly and, you know, trying to grow on Instagram, which is kind of my preferred platform is hard and growing an audience is difficult in any industry. It can absolutely be done, but it is difficult. And posting offers consistently and saying, this is going to help you because X, Y, Z, this, 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 you know, you can do as much educating as possible and people still won't bite. And I mean, I won't lie saying that I do take some of that a little bit personally because I'm like, well, I have all this experience and I have all this knowledge and I'm literally telling people like, hey, this is going to help you do this, this, and this. Why are people still not signing up? Is it because of me? Is it because they don't like my personality? They don't like how I talk. They don't like how I act. You know, it starts to trigger those deeper things in me. And I know I'm not the only one that deals with this, especially as service providers. I think it can be very easy to fall into this trap, especially if you have, you know, some childhood shit. If you were bullied, if it was really hard for you to fit in, maybe you didn't have you know, a lot of good friendships, maybe high school was a fucking bitch for you, you're going to need to do some healing. Like you really, really are. And I want to hit back on the fact that this is the hard work. This is the stuff that you can try and workaholic and power through it and dance around it. And yeah, you'll probably still, you know, have some level of success. But when you get there, you're also probably still going to be like not the happiest person alive. Like you hear stories about this all the time, right? Of these millionaires, billionaires, they have all this money, but they're not really happy people. Like sure, they can go wherever they want in the world whenever they want. They can buy whatever they want. But what does happiness actually mean to them? And yeah, money can facilitate a lot of things for sure. I'm not discounting the fact that money can bring you a lot of things. But happiness and joy and the actual enjoyment of life comes from within you. And the sooner you stop fighting yourself, the sooner you stop working against your brain and your subconscious and you start to realize that, oh shit, I've got a lot of shit that needs to be worked on, the sooner you're going to be on your way to living an even better life. And if you're sitting here saying, well, I already kind of like my life. Cool. I am happy for you. That doesn't mean you don't have shit that you need to work on though. Because everybody does. Everyone. And if you're sitting there saying, "Ah, I don't really think I have anything that I need to work on. You're lying to yourself. I will tell you right now, you know, deep, deep in your gut, if you have something that you really need to work on. And it could be multiple some things. It could be one really big something and a couple of other little things. Whatever it is, you know, you really, really know you're just refusing to give it any attention because you're scared and that's okay. 
we're just taking a quick break so I can tell you about my mentorship program. If you're stuck in corporate or you're working for someone else and you're just not happy, but you absolutely know that there's a more beautiful, fulfilled life possible for you, listen up, girl, because this program is for you. I created my private mentorship program to help women like you. It's literally a freaking rocket ship that's going to take you all the way from a little baby beginning business idea into the full-blown creation branding, launch, and day-to-day operations of your brand new business. And most importantly, it's going to help you leave that full-time gig that you hate. If this sounds like a hell fucking yes, DM me on Instagram at Megan Turley Coaching to get started. I cannot freaking wait to connect with you, help you build the business and life of your dreams because girl, guess what? That is 100% what you deserve out of life. Now back to the show. Fear is a healthy thing. Our subconscious and our brain is literally wired to keep us safe and to keep us out of harm. That's why you don't want to face up to these things. So I need you to start pinpointing those things and stepping out, whether you're afraid or not, stepping out and working on those things. It could be any number of things. It could be really, really bad, heavy shit, or it could be like some small little annoyances that you've always kind of wondered about. Guys, it could be a literal any number of things, but typically it's things that happened when you were younger that have formed impressions on you that you have just kind of gone forward in life thinking that that's how life is. Or if someone told you that, you know, you can open your own business, but you're never going to be successful doing that. I don't know why you would do that. If you really listen to stuff like that and you really take it to heart, it's going to sit in you. And it will affect your subconscious and how you view yourself and how you view what is actually possible in life. And let me be the first to tell you that quite literally anything is possible. And I know that sounds cheesy and you see that on fucking shit all the time, but it is. It is just about are you willing to rewire your subconscious and expand your views enough to actually really believe that? And that is where the true healing and the true transformation of yourself will start, is you believing that you can be, can have, can do anything that you want in life, okay? And just recently, I've been doing rapid response therapy and really working on my relationship with God and making sure that I'm in my prayer life and not paying so much attention to you know, secular music, even though I do still really love some of my secular music, not going to lie, being more mindful of what I watch and what I do with my downtime and how much social media I'm consuming. Because whether you realize it or not, guys, that stuff also really has an effect on you. I'm a really big proponent of just fucking cutting ties to anything that does not serve you. And that means who you follow on social media, That means podcasts that you listen to. Like if this podcast doesn't serve you, don't fucking listen to it. You know, if you watch like a certain show on Netflix or whatever and you feel kind of icky and weird about it, don't fucking watch it. If there's some music that you feel like if you listen to it and then you get really fucking sad or if it triggers something in you, don't. Don't listen to that shit. Don't put that stuff into your mind and into your body. And it's the same way with food. Like we could, we could go down a million different avenues with this. Food is a huge one. If you don't feel good when you eat something, don't eat it. 
Like that's always been a challenge for me throughout my life. I've always craved sugar. Within the past year, I've kind of started to like get my hormones a little more balanced so I don't crave sugar nearly as badly as I do. But my brain still tells me that I want sugar. And I'll eat a little bit and I'll be like, this really doesn't taste all that good. And I've gotten to a point of where I can put it down now after just a couple of bites. And that's something that I'm really proud of because I've struggled my entire life with that. And just recently, like my appetite has really decreased. And even though my brain is still telling me like, hey, we need to eat, I'll eat a little bit. And I'm like, that does not taste good to me. So I'll look for something that I know does taste good. And it's usually foods that are fresh, foods that I make, takeout food from restaurants rarely tastes good to me anymore. It's really super simple food that I make at home that tastes good to me. So that's what I focus on. Water. My body fucking craves water. My body craves sleep. I'm a person that goes through really intense periods of work. Like I'll sit down and work for like eight straight hours and then I'll need like nine hours of sleep. And I don't fault myself for that. This comes down to getting really in tune with yourself. And this takes practice. This is like a daily thing of being very cognizant about your thoughts, being very cognizant about your body, being cognizant with your emotions. And I'm going to tell you guys something with the emotional shit. Like I had this talk with my husband a couple weeks ago, and this was a really hard talk for me to have with him. And he's brought up the point numerous times of where if he's really frustrated with me for whatever reason, he doesn't feel like he can talk to me because I immediately shut down. And that comes from childhood, from being in a home where my dad literally ran the show. My mom fell in line. They were always a very united front with my brother and I. But there was never any room for conversation. I was often told that I had a bad attitude, that I just was a very negative person growing up. And looking back, I'm like, I was so sad and so depressed and so angry as a child and into my teens because I didn't live in a home where I could express myself. Anytime I would try to express myself, it always came out in anger and tears and an attitude because I wasn't getting what I needed at home. I wasn't in a home where we embraced emotions and communication. And that carried deep into my adulthood and my relationship with my husband. And I'm so thankful for him because he has the courage to not give up on me and to give me patience. And I finally had to say, you know, I shut down because I just started doing that because if I couldn't be heard, then why was there any purpose in me trying to open up at all? Regardless of how it came out, why do I open up at all? If it's never going to be reciprocated, if it's never going to be heard, if I'm just told that it's something that I'm constantly doing or being wrong, what was the point? And he said, thank you. I really appreciate you telling me that because it gives me more insight into you. There's so, so much that goes into this. And like I said, this is a never-ending journey. This self-work will always, always be a thing regardless of who who you are, regardless of whether you own a business or not. I've kind of become a little bit obsessive with self-work because, you know, the better you feel in yourself, in your body, in your mind, in your emotional and mental state, the better you're going to perform in life and in business. And that is probably my biggest takeaway from a lifetime of fighting and like constantly going against the grain. And now I know why it's because like I had all this fucking shit that I had to work on and I'm still continually working on it. 
But again, it is being very in tune with yourself, being very self-aware, getting to the root of why you feel that way about certain things and digging deeper on those particular things. Like not just identifying the root, but understanding what you need to do to improve that. And whether, you know, it's therapy, different, multiple different types of therapy, whether it's adding in, you know, working out, wh- whether it's changing your diet, whether it's adding in supplements, whether it's going to holistic medicine or, you know, functional medicine, you know, look at different methods. Like I realize a lot of these things require finances and some of you don't have the opportunity to do that. But once you get your business to a point of where it is turning consistent income for you, you can start putting some of that income into yourself. This is the really cool thing about having a successful business. It gives you the means to take better care of yourself. This is why I harp on you guys to invest in mentoring so you can have the tools to create a better business so you can create a better you and a better life. Our society desperately needs you to give your light and your special zazzle, razzle, dazzle into life, but you can't do that if you are not, as cheesy as this fucking sounds, living your best life. If you feel some type of way about yourself, you got to work on that, okay? And I know that's easy to say. It's a lot harder to do the work. It's so hard to take those first couple of steps, but I really want to empower you to do that for yourself, for you, for your relationships in life, for your family, for your own business. Like, again, I am very stuck on the fact that I believe the more you heal, the more successful you'll become a hundred percent. So I'm going to challenge you to do the really hard stuff. Even if it scares the shit out of you, that's okay because everything that it's going to bring up in you is stuff that you need to face, stuff that you need to go through and deal with to get to the other side, to get to that new version of you. That new version of you is where all of the change and the transformation is going to come and life and business is just going to start to change for you, okay? Love you guys. I hope that this episode struck a chord in you. As always, if you know someone that needs this, send this to him, share it on your socials, spread the word as much as we possibly can. I love you guys. I'm going to talk to you next week. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening today. Before you go, would you love a free business strategy call? This is an amazing step towards creating your own business, or if you're already a business owner, a beautiful time to chat with me and see where your business could maybe use a little bit of help. If that sounds like a hell yes, all you have to do is leave an honest review about the show wherever you listen to the podcast. Take a screenshot and send it to me, Megan at MeganTurleyCoaching.com, and I'll get in touch with you to schedule your free business strategy call. I am so excited to chat with you and help you start and grow your business. Bye for now, angels. Mwah.